0: I feel like I live in a world made of cardboard, always taking constant care not to break something, to break someone. Never allowing myself to lose control, even for a moment, or someone could die. But you can take it, can't you, big man? What we have here is a rare opportunity for me to cut loose and show you just how powerful I really am.
1: What's up, guys? Faruqi Bros here. Today is podcast number 18, and we're joined by a very special guest today. It's none other than George Newbern, the voice of Superman. Hello! (laughs) Now, uh, just introducing all of us again, uh, I'm your editor-in-chief and host, as always, Shiraz Faruqi, and I'm joined by my brother, Zayan. What's up, guys? My cousin, Umar. Hey, everyone. And my other cousin, Samir. What's up? (laughs) So, like I just said, right now, we got... uh, Literally, the voice of Superman in the house. Uh, in the house. Yeah, it's good. It's even hearing him talk right now. It's it's kind of wild. <laughs> and I'm sure for our listeners, it's probably That's the so same funny. feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And uh, George, just uh, let's just kick it off right away. Uh, this is a question I ask everybody, and I want to give you that same platform to kind of just give everyone your story. And the sure. question is, what is your origin story? You know, like what's your origin story? What, what makes you George Newburn?
2: Let me see. Wow, um, a great question. Um, what makes me uh, myself? <laughs> uh, I'm uh, I'm just a human being living out in Los Angeles. I've got a wife and three kids, and been uh, been uh, at this acting thing since uh, a long time ago. Since 1986, I've been out here um, crushing the pavement. You know, doing jobs as they come. And uh, Superman and the Justice League was one of my. It's definitely the longest job I've ever had, and, and uh, certainly one of my my favorites for sure.
1: So that's awesome. And so I guess we can just jump straight into that. How sure. did you land the role of Superman?
2: Well, you know, it, it sounds kind of uh, uh, boring, but it was literally just an audition. I didn't know, I wasn't paying attention because you know they call you. As I hear, you got you have a meeting at three o'clock or two o'clock, whatever. It's for an animated uh, series. Oh, okay, great. So I go and I go. Oh, this, this is this is this is for Superman. That's cool. And then, um, I, uh, then I just auditioned I, I didn't even think anything about it. I just said, okay, yeah, we'll see what it was. And I didn't – usually you don't know if these things turn into something, you know, small or big or whatever. And this um, turned out that I just replaced Tim Daly because Tim was working on um, uh, the show Wings at the time and was unavailable, I guess, for scheduling and stuff. And so, um, so I took over for him and uh, – uh, so then the rest is, it just kind of kept going and going. And I, I didn't realize it was as big a deal as it was um, until we got into it after the first year. I was like, oh my gosh, man, these fans are on fire for this thing. So,
1: awesome.
2: super cool. So, uh, were you into superheroes as a kid? And, you know, did you have a favorite growing up? You know what? I, um, I was into some comic books, but I, I was more into sort of Archie's and, uh, um, uh, you know, sort of the Tales from the Crypt and, um, stuff like that. Um, but I, I, and I, and I enjoyed the superheroes, but I was not sort of, uh, into Superman per se at the time, you know, but what was cool is that I, I as I was, as I got older, I, I really, really, really loved the movie Superman with Christopher Reeve. And then, um, a couple of years after I saw that movie, when I came to LA, I got a movie and all my, most of my scenes were with Chris Reeve. Um, and then, um, you know, I asked him about Superman at the time and uh he was said he was, you know, a little tired of the moniker, but he he's come to he'd come to embrace it and um I just think it's uh, so ironic and fitting that I would <laughs>
3: do the voice of Superman after yeah. for that so many awesome. years after. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What influences did you uh, what influences did you draw from when when you were, you know, when you got the role of Superman? Like um you know, I think um
2: Influences. I, I didn't I wanted to make him as real as possible and not cartoony and I'd heard you know, a lot of the other like the Super Friends was the, sort of the one that I I hadn't even really listened to Tim Daly before and I didn't want to because I didn't want to be conscious of whatever his voice was um, but I'd heard the Super Friends version I guess sort of the late 70s early 80s I think is what it was and um, it, um, I wanted to not do that because I thought it was too stylized um, so, but Bruce Timm's animation and, and, uh, Andre Romano's direction pretty much sort of had us be real, but I, I felt like I wanted to make Superman strong, but clearly idealistic, you know, um, and he was sort of the moral, is the sort of moral center of, of these guys.
1: And it's funny you mention it right now. You, you said that, you know, you didn't get to <coughs> You didn't purposely didn't want to look at Tim Daly's work as Superman, right. but in some ways, like there is some kind of synergy, especially when you watch the episodes of Superman the animated series and jump into Justice League, especially in like later episodes, like Dark Side episodes, where there's a lot of past synergy. There seems to be like a, a good kind of chemistry between both voices, and you feel oh. like you're playing like an older <laughs> version of that same Superman. It
2: could it could be I I you know uh, I think maybe. You you noticed that I, I I didn't notice that, but I I could maybe see that. <laughs>
1: so Bruce Tim never like talked to you about like uh, the Superman uh-huh. series, nothing like that. No like prerequisite.
2: No, no, he just said, "Give me, give me who you think this guy is," and and I um sort of um th- originally they they pitched my voice down because my voice is a, was a little higher than I think that um that I wanted to do him. And I, it's, it was funny after a year they stopped doing it. My voice sort of settled down and and became a sort of a lower, stronger register than I, than I initially did.
1: Cool. And I guess so. you have one more follow-up question. You mentioned uh, a little earlier, a few minutes ago, about how you actually work with Christopher Reeve, and you got to kind of... Yeah. Uh, so can you again go a little bit more about that? Like, how was that whole experience like? And you said you were a big fan of his movie as well. So how was that yeah, experience? Yeah,
2: I, I was just a big, uh, you know, a big fan of his in general. I thought he's a great actor. And, and um, he also did this movie called Somewhere in Time. Which was a he'd done it after Superman, and I just thought it was so good yeah yeah and, i I, agree. Um, I
1: watched the movie it was it was really great
2: yeah, it was really, really good and kind of heartbreaking and um he was just a hilarious guy and and all my stuff was with Burt reynolds and and um Christopher Reeve, and we um we just were I just spent hours and hours and hours just hanging out with him, and I said, god how how I said, how has that been? Has it been like you know has it just been tough to sort of everyone?" Thinks you're just Superman, Superman, Superman. And he said, you know, ultimately, he said, it's good to be known for something. And, you know, I'll take it. So, uh, and I, I get it, you know, because I've got a couple of things that I've done in my career that people go, oh, you're the guy from The One Thing. And I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm happy. I, whatever that <laughs> if, if keeps me working and people are happy, that's good.
1: And it's just fun. for our listeners, if they want to watch that movie or whatever, what was the project you worked well, called,
2: It was called Switching Channels. It actually was not a very good movie, but um, <laughs> it – uh it was a remake of His Girl Friday with Kathleen Turner, Burt oh. Reynolds, and Chris. Um, it wasn't that great, honestly, but uh, it was for me. It was like this, the second job I had in L.A., and I was thrilled. And I was like, "Whoa, we're in a movie! This is incredible!" So, but it, it was fun. Nice.
1: Was so fun. I think let's get into, like the next like kind of the meaty topic, and let's dive into your work with Justice League. Sure, uh, sure. What are some of your favorite episodes of the series? And we all kind of can share ours and kind of get into it. But looking back, like, what were some of your favorite moments recording? Or what some episodes stood out to you, uh, looking back now?
2: Okay, because I'm 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 really bad at remembering the title of the episodes, and I know a lot of the fans are <laughs> way better at it than I am. Um, but I can I can sort of relay what I remember <laughs> the, the episodes yeah, sure. being. How, um, I, I especially liked um, the episodes where I got to have be a, had a split personality. It was like the, the good Superman and the bad Superman, and um, the, the sort of the more evil Superman this, he was I've forgotten the characters he, he, he talked he almost, he almost had to talk like, it almost like he was a possessed robot um, it was just so much fun to play um, you guys would probably able to look that up yeah I think it's a,
1: I'm pretty sure it's a better world right where you yes
2: that's it yeah. that's exactly <laughs> that. well I just had so much fun doing that
1: yeah and uh um, that was a great episode, and we agree. And actually, if we can share with our audience what our favorite episodes were as well. I'll just start off. Oh, My favorite episode was uh, again, like I'm a Superman fanboy, so the Superman episode awesome. really split out. To me. It. Uh, and it was Hit an episode it. called Twilight, where it was you. Oh, yeah,
2: Twilight. Yeah. That was, that was fantastic. And I think that was, that was a great episode.
1: And I think your voice work in that episode was just like amazing. I mean, I can give you like an idea. The four of us were actually very little. I think this was 2001, 2002 when this episode came mm-hmm. out. And we were all like sitting at my grandma's house and we actually had a sleepover just for that episode, like for Jeez, Twilight that, air.
2: Oh crazy, man. I cannot <laughs> believe that. That is because I, I I know time is such a weird elastic thing, but you tell me that you guys were little watching that in two thousand one. I'm like, two thousand one I remember like, you know, I was watching the, the twin towers come down and I was like, Jesus, this is so uh Yeah, we
1: were is- yeah, we were only like four or five years old, six years old each and uh
2: Unbelievable. And we were
1: big fans of obviously the Superman animated series, and we had enough of a mindset that we knew that the last episode of Superman was that he had this standoff with Dark Side, and there's a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And then your episode yeah. with Twilight, it was just straight picking up, and that one scene that we're gonna probably put a piece of in the beginning of this podcast. Uh-huh.
0: Any minute now, Brainiac will explode, and guess what? You're going with him. No Dark Side. To get off this rock, you'll have to go through me. You really are a glutton for punishment. Time and again, I've beaten you, humbled you. What makes you think today's outcome will be any different? Because this time, I won't stop until you're just a greasy smear on my fist.
1: Let's yeah. uh, go. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, you just warning Darkseid and telling him you're gonna make him a greasy yeah. smear on your fist. Like it just. Yeah. It was like fanboy <laughs> heaven. <laughs>
2: You know, I, I um, Clancy Brown is a friend of mine, and we we, we both graduated from the same university at oh, Northwestern. Nice. He's a little older than me, but his Lex Luthor, I think, is just incredible. Yeah, and uh, he he um, I'm always fascinated with voice actors because you know you hear you meet them and then you hear them, and they they don't necessarily go together. But Clancy Brown's head is so huge; he's like got a, he's his. <laughs> His skull is like an <laughs> echo chamber, and his everything sounds like he and Kevin Conroy. Their their voices sound so amazing, you know. Basically, the structure of their head is makes it so resonant,
1: you know. I never thought about it that way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Zian, what's your favorite episode? Share it with George, <clears throat> yeah. So, mom would be um, for the man who has everything. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once again, your performance that episode was just like spectacular. I mean uh, you, you really feel Superman's pain when his dreams are really taken away from him and he has to let his, his son his like not imaginative yeah. but like his dream son die and just to come back to the regular world. I think your performance yeah. was so spectacular. You really felt oh, his thank pain. You.
2: I think was was Dana was uh, Lois Lane in that episode? I believe she was, wasn't she? Yes, yeah, she was
1: playing the like the mixture of Lana and Lois, she played that uh character. The dream wife. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
2: Yeah cuz I remember Dana Delaney was there for, for that and and um she's a great
3: woman and a great uh, lover Lois Lane.
1: Yeah. Uh Umar what about you man?
3: Uh my favorite episode is actually uh Destroyer. Um what I can't remember which one that was, which That's one? uh that's when Superman uh gives a speech to Darkseid where he tells him like how he feels and like how it's like to be him in the world and like, mm. everything feels like cardboard and um Oh yeah, okay. Was it was sort of a long. Hear. It was a long speech, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, really- yeah I'm trying to remember it too, and on
1: yeah. It it was the last episode, right, of the series.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. Was it really?
1: Episode. Yeah, that was the final episode. You had this final oh, like oh. message to Dark Side.
2: Oh my gosh! Okay, yeah. Like I said, you guys are a little better about the titles of these things, but um, if I had them all in
3: front of me, I'd be able to go. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Sameer, okay. finish it off. What about you, man?
3: Um, I guess my favorite episode would be the Hereafter episode where, you know, at the beginning it appeared that Superman died, then, you know, it turns out that he isn't he actually dead. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I'm, I I Again, I'm, that one's escaping me, but uh, I feel like I screamed and got electrocuted so many times, I can't remember when I actually died or passed out. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought... Um, <laughs> that, that was the... I, actually, I have to say, the hardest thing about voicing Superman is is the uh, getting electrocuted. He um, seemed constantly being like, you know, a Laser Ray or something. And, he, and I have to just stand there and go, ah, you know, just like, ah, and this voice. And, uh, you know, absolutely murders act, uh, voice voice actors when they leave. You just can't, it's uh, t- hard to
1: sustain that. It's hilarious, man. <laughs> yeah, so um, just to jump in back to your, like, specific voice work, between yeah. Justice League season one and two, there was yeah. a change in Superman's character. And you even your voice, you could tell that you were doing it a little more, You played him younger in season two. In season one, I know Superman was drawn a little older. He was like more solemn, but in season two, with the first episode being Twilight, you really jump into it as more of a bridge between the animated series and Justice League season and Justice League. So, did you purposely do your voice different, knowing that he's going to be a little younger, or what was your process? No, I, I
2: I really didn't. I kind of you kind of have to since you're not right. You know the actors are not writing these things. We don't necessarily know what the arc of the story is going to be. I, I just kind of get there and do sort of work with what we have that day. And and if you tell me the whole season seemed younger, I I didn't know that. But but um, I, if anything, I thought my voice had settled a little bit. uh, Sort of, it was a little more mature and a little more serious. But. Maybe I had it inverted in my head. Yeah, no, it was almost serious. And you were serious. Yes. you
1: actually mentioned earlier that how you felt like they, uh, your pitch of your voice was higher. Yeah, they
2: did. They pitched my voice down in the first so season. I think the difference was the
1: pitch because in season two the pitch wasn't the same. Like it wasn't as low. Like it was very okay, low. Okay, well in season maybe one.
2: that's what it was because I just yeah. they stay with my natural voice. I guess. Yeah, that's definitely that because case, yeah. when
1: you're talking to me right now, I'm hearing like Superman from the later seasons rather yeah, than the okay. first season. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Samir, you got next question?
3: Yeah, so um, what kind of impact has Superman had on you over the years? Uh, I have
2: to say, it has really been uh, so fun, because especially going to these conventions that, that I've been doing for a couple of years, that to be able to connect with folks um, over a job that, sort of like you said, you guys were little kids when you saw this, and now you're Still fans, and you're adults. Uh, I I'm shocked at how many young and old people, older people, are still huge fans of this thing. And and it was um, such a touchstone for folks. You know, they come home from school, and they grab a bowl of cereal, and sit down and watch the Justice League. Yeah. And it was our Justice League. You know, that 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 group of folks was, I think, pretty pretty uh, iconic uh, for a lot of people. And so I, I would say the greatest thing about it has been the staying power of that series over the years. And it's been pretty. Um, it's just gratifying, you know, to to have people love something that you did that much for so long. It's just fun.
1: Yeah. Let's so. talk about how kind of the series ended when like the end of the line came. The show officially ended in two thousand and six. Uh right. with, with we said with the episode Destroyer. Uh, how was like the ending process like? Was there an anticipation that you're gonna keep going or was it a sudden ending? Uh, how did that all kinda of wrap up that great run? Well,
2: um I think that we so we got, got the word after I guess it was forty five episodes and I think we did 10 episodes. So, it was, so it was like 4 or 5 years but then it kept I, we were really sad I was like why, why Why is this ending it's a popular show and um, I think that um, I didn't really notice quickly after that because we keep doing video games and movies and um, you know games video games uh, movies and stuff like that so it, short, it just kept going and then the conventions and um, so to me it's just felt like it's not it never stopped you know to me but um, so I was sad, but not ultimately. It's just sort of sort of a gift that keeps on giving, you know.
1: George, sure, yeah. have you heard of the JL reunion? Like this fan campaign going on on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I,
2: do. Yes, yes. I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm hoping that someday uh, one of these guests, one of the folks at Warner Bros. will listen, man. Yeah, I
1: know. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, well, now that the new movie is coming out, Justice League The Fatal Five, which you're now reprising yeah. your role, yeah. you think this will yeah. be like a bridge to maybe a new animated series?
2: Maybe, maybe, man. It would be, it sure would be fun. It was uh, Kevin and Susan and Bruce Tim uh, right. and I was. I'd I love to get everybody else together, man. That that that'd be ideal.
1: That'd be awesome, you know? yeah. And with DC's new streaming service, DC Universe, that'd be like the perfect place for it.
2: They they totally should do that, man. Just even do a one year limited uh, one one year limited series. I mean, I bet you Bruce Tim would do it. I bet he would do it.
1: We actually had a chance. We had we asked Bruce Tim in person uh, back at Comic Con. We yep. asked him the same question about Justin reunion. He said himself, that, "I think that you know, if the opportunity came, he would uh, definitely be open to it." Yeah, it's just I one mean, of those the, things. The,
2: he is the he is the guy, man. I, I tell you, that guy. I've never seen anybody that talented. I no, mean, I, I, yeah. sometimes we would sit there, you know, somebody else would be recording, and I would sit next to him in the booth, and I just look down at him while he's, he's you know, giving you know notes and stuff, and he's just doodling on the front of his script, and I was like, my God, <laughs> I would frame that. You know, he he's like <laughs> such a talented animator. Um. So.
1: So let's move. Yeah. Let's move like uh, past the series ending. Let's move forward in the timeline. So you yep. did uh, obviously injustice, right? And yeah, what was kind mm-hmm. of like the difference in approach when you're doing a video game versus doing a series?
2: Uh, video game is um, th- the last couple of video games I did. It's sort of immersive, and I had to wear like a hat. I mean, like a helmet with a little camera that's filming the side of your face and your facial movements so they can sort of plaster it onto the, um, uh, you know, the CGI on the, in the game. Yeah. I find that super weird. I mean, I, mean, I I didn't, um, it, it, it just felt super artificial to me. I had trouble with it, but I, I think it turned out okay. I just, it's not, it's not my favorite way to way to work because it feels like someone's got their hands on my head, you know, it's like, blah. so, um, um, but it's a different, you know, it's a different, it's like anything else. It's just a, an evolution of the, of the art form in a, in a different way. And, the, and after that, pretty soon it'll be something different and you won't have to wear the helmets. You'll, you know, do something else. But, um, uh, yeah, you it style-wise, it's not that different. It's just awkward. It's awkward to get used to. So how was it playing
3: a more evil Superman
2: in Injustice? Fun. Super fun. Just um, great to sort of dig, dig a little deeper and scrape the... Scrape the barrel of uh, scrape the bottom of the barrel for uh, sort of Superman's less less attractive uh, less attractive qualities. <laughs> so that's fun,
1: awesome. And there's actually another another movie which is actually one of my favorites uh, that you did. It was called Superman versus the Elite. Right? Yeah, yeah. So how was yep. it? how is it like doing that? That's more of like a direct comic like uh, adaptation. Uh, you did a lot of the iconic lines, like "The Dream Save Us." How was yeah. that process like? I think
2: I think the uh, the animation was different on that one too. Yeah, right. That was not Bruce Tim, that was someone else. No, it wasn't. Yeah, uh, yeah I uh, I believe. Uh, wait, you're talking about the movie? Yeah, you're was, about the movie.
1: Yeah, the movie called Superman versus the Elite. Yeah,
2: the first thing that, I'm sorry, it was Hedge and Justice stuck in my head because that was the game my, my That's son all good. had. My name. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I don't I don't necessarily remember it being that different than the Justice League, but I know the animation was different, um, and um, we also didn't record it all together, which is hard to do because when we did the series, we were all in the in the room together pretty much, and it's sort of we got to play off of each other. But I think in that one we we weren't as far as our <laughs> I can tell, we were not in the room together. So I think it might to me it felt a little little less. Uh, it was a little. Disembodied,
1: perhaps. Uh, it should, but well, to your credit, it really sounded just like you. You've completely—they uh, yeah. still give that Superman vibe. And when we no, still, yeah, read, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. just to get, just to be uh, on a personal level, when we read comics, you are the voice of Superman in our oh. head. Like,
2: oh man, thank
1: you. It's the thank same you. as that's Kevin awesome. Conroy, Susan. Like, you guys are that voice. So, if you're reading a Justice <laughs> comic, it's you guys. You know, so oh, it's a big great. part of thank our uh, of our childhoods <laughs> and even our adulthoods Awesome! Awesome. Um,
3: you you mentioned before in the start of the podcast, uh, your love for the, the, uh, Superman movie with Christopher Reed. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you, um, what's your take on, uh, Henry Cavill's performance as Superman in, in the DCEU, the live action universe that they have been building? I, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I have no,
2: no beef with it whatsoever. I thought it was cool. Um, you know, it's just, a different, it's just a different gritty style. More, uh, I thought, sort of, um, you know, the technology's changed. I mean, geez, some of those act, action sequences are so surreal. You can't believe how how violent and, you know, um, real they are. Um, but uh, no, I have no problem with his performance. I thought he did a great job. Loved it.
1: And I think we're all, we're actually all in the same boat. We're big fans of, uh, that interpretation of Superman, we think that, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good, like, 21st century kind of, mm-hmm. like, take mm-hmm. on the character. And I think, you exactly. know, people have this thing in the fandom where it's, like, you can only, like, one version of Superman. That's it. People are very, like, yeah, you know, right, right, defensive right, right. of it. And I think we're kind of examples of, you can, like, everything. We can, even though Chris Reeve is a little before our time, we watch right. the Blu-rays all the time, and we listen yeah. to, we watch the animated series, and your right. work, and Cavill, and Snyder. Yeah. So it's all happening at the same time, and you can enjoy all yeah. of it.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, although I guess Kevin C- Conroy is really the, no one's muscled in on him. True, you're right. Years,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I think hearing, I think the fans who are listening to you say it yourself that you know you had no problems with the new version is pretty big. Nah. And uh, oh yeah. you know I don't know if you know about like the behind the scenes stuff, but there's a lot of rumors that uh, WB might be going with the new Superman, or they're still kind of figuring out the next uh, movie with Henry Cavill. What's your like uh, opinion on that? Do you want like? Uh, Henry to come back. I'll be honest
2: with you. They, they, I have no idea. They don't. They don't. I mean, I. If my my feeling is Henry Cavill wants to do it, then I'll let the guy do it. I mean, I I, I don't like changing it so much. I mean, I, I like sometimes like the genre and the look and the feel changes. Great, get a get a different character. But but um if you're just trying to if it's just trying to be different for a different sake, I I then I start to get a little annoyed, honestly. <laughs> but um um. But hey, you know, if it's the same kind of setup, don't change it. Don't change him.
0: I bet he's
1: was great. And, and I think that all kind of wraps up with kind of like uh, again, like jail reunion and people sure. campaigning. We just saw Young Justice uh, that series get renewed almost pretty yeah. much exclusively on the fan campaign, and there was like a renew Young wow. Justice hashtag, and it blew up. And then uh, WB listened. So I think with the thing with we this got hashtag-
2: it, we got to Get we, we got to get the Justice League we gotta, we got to do this, man. <laughs> and then, uh, Get these pants riled right up. And we're
1: hoping that this podcast and getting kind of like this, your voice out there kind of clamoring That'd for it. That'd be great.
3: Yeah, I That'd think. That'd be great.
1: That's the bad. That's Absolutely. pretty big. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Umar, you got one more question, right?
3: Sure, sure. sure. Yep. Uh, actually, on here, I do not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got, I was, that
3: is, I do not set your
1: eyes. <laughs> I do not. You had, uh, you had the, uh, do you have any plans for reprising your role, right?
2: Uh, do I have any plans for it? Yeah, uh, do you have any you plans for
1: reprising your role? Like after Fatal Five, like, is, have you have any projects in the work you can tease us on?
2: Uh, I just did about four episodes of Law and Order, SDU, that'll <laughs> be on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anything for in Superman? In terms of uh, animated stuff, I've been doing, you know, the Sephiroth on Final Fantasy for six years. Uh, going to a bunch of conventions this summer. I think it's in Florida and Raleigh and. Uh, Stockton, California. So to, I'll, I'll put it up on my Facebook thing to let uh, fans know. So I've got a uh, term, my actor fan page. So I'll put that up there so folks know. So, but uh, yeah, other than that, man, I'm, I, I do a lot of audiobooks. I read a ton of voiceover stuff and uh, on-camera stuff when it happens. I just wrapped up seven years of scandal on ABC, which was fun. Awesome. And um, just uh, uh, you know, just like every other actor, man, I'm looking for the next gig. So.
1: Yeah, so I mean, let's just dive into some to, dive into some of your outside of Superman work. I know myself and Shiraz were huge Final Fantasy fans and we yep. love your work as Sephiroth. Yep. Yeah. Um so yeah, we know super. the Final Fantasy seven is being remade on PlayStation. Have you been approached to reprise your role Sephiroth yet? Or Yeah, you know, I, I I
2: just I, here's the thing. I, I don't know what I've done sometimes. This I just did I worked <laughs> for final fantasy and it was I think it was 7 and it was like 5 months ago and i did like 5 days of work but i don't know if it's what you're talking about because it sounds like there're different iterations of this thing like a game or a movie or something
1: any chance it might be kingdom hearts uh, kingdom hearts 3 maybe
2: might be might be <laughs> i'm not good about looking at the the the, uh, the, the title. when i'm going in i'm just like oh yeah i'm going to just do something i go do it and then the fans tell me what i just did but um uh I'm not sure if the next, there's some really big, huge thing that's coming up for uh, Final Fantasy in, I think, two years or a year, and I'm not, I don't know, I've not been contacted about that, so I'm not sure if I'm doing it or not, so, Well, Well, you
1: know, we hope you do. You actually, you play Sephiroth really well, yeah. It's It's so fun. Yeah, like, I think you said, you mentioned, like, the word fun every time we bring, like, a villainous role, villain Superman or Sephiroth. So do you like playing the bad guy more?
2: no it's just something different, man. I usually I spent my whole career playing good guys. It's just nice to do something a little different. And uh, on Scandal, I, I played an assassin for seven years. I mean, he was the worst guy ever. Um, I've, I've had just a really interesting career because I've gotten to play the nicest guys and the
3: worst guys possible. So that's what it's it's uh, lucky. Yeah. So uh, I have to ask this. Um, it's one of my favorite shows, and I know you've only been on it for a couple episodes, but. How was your experience with uh working on friends it was it was a blast
2: it was a blast i did three episodes of that and i went to school with uh dave schwimmer and i were friends and matt perry's old friend and, um it was just a blast man i i would have i would have stayed on that show for they kept, kept on going it's it's just one of those shows that are so well written um that you almost can't it's almost actor proof you can't really screw it up unless you're really terrible um the writing is so funny so everybody just nailed it
1: and and just to continue on and just kind of jump back into superman as we kind of go on the the last leg of this but yeah how like can you speak on like what superman kind of means to society from your point of view like maybe not to you specifically but like from your point of view like as you've voiced the role and seen how kids have reacted like how in your opinion what does superman mean to kind of like American pop culture, even universal world pop culture.
2: I think. I mean, I think. I think. Um, I don't know if it's, it's probably pretty obvious to everybody, but uh, Superman is sort of the iconic, um, uh, an iconic sort of moral uh, barometer, you know. And and when there's a lot of, you know, a lot of rel- relative morality in the world, he he sort of puts his foot down and says, "This is right. this is wrong." And you know, he fights with the uh, the underdog and the fights with the uh, people who can't, you know, care for themselves. And I just think it's a, in, in, the, in many ways, it's a sort of a, uh, a messiah. He's sort of like a messiah slash, you know, mythological uh, person that is, that everyone can relate to. And I, and I think he's sort of a, the moral, a moral center. He's like, you know, fully superhero, fully man, almost like a Jesus figure, you know, in many ways.
1: Cool, and I just going back like you mentioned how your favorite episode and what some of your favorite moments were but yep. behind the scenes what were your favorite moments like working with the cast any one moment like this moment in the studio or this day was very calls back to you like any big moments from that time
2: well it weren't necessarily i can't really well i do remember one moment that really freaked me out that made me laugh because mark hamill came in to do the joker and i'd i'd never met mark hamill i you know just i was a big star wars fan and um he came in and I was like, he looks, you know, a little bit different, older, and that's all great. But his voice in real life is is not, he's just sort of like this guy, this normal. He sounds like he was in the theater department at school. And and, and then he did the Joker. First of all, he didn't sound at all like um, his character in Star Wars. And then when he did the Joker, I was like, what the, what is going on here? This guy <laughs> is amazing. He is super talented. He's, a, he's really, um, uh, really talented voice actor and his joker just just cracked me up i just sat and stared at him the whole time um that, that was a neat moment and i think the other moments you know we had such great great people who came in to guest star jonathan reith davies and you know powers Booth and dana delaney um uh tom sizemore <laughs> a lot of folks came in there and it just it just sort of screwing around between takes is what just oh it's always my favorite part when you're not Sometimes when you're just screwing around and people are doing voices for each other and uh, laughing and telling off-color jokes
3: in between. It's just so fun. It's just ridiculously fun. you ever uh, catch the series now or, or show it to your kids? or? You know what? My,
2: my youngest, when, when I first started doing the show, this, i tell you how, how long we've been doing it. My son is 16, and when it came out, my son was, whatever that was, it was like a baby practically, and and... There was a so this game that came out a Superman. It was a Superman cape and a and like a chest plate where I, I recorded the voice for it, and he would got it for my son as soon as he was old enough to wear it. He'd run around the house and he you know, he'd push the button and down and it was like up up and away Superman, you know. <laughs> and my son was running around the house pushing that button and, and that was like I get to be Superman and his dad. That was pretty pretty dang hilarious.
1: And how did they feel about that? Did they ever so, like? Do they have any like reaction to knowing? Like you were Superman for so many, so long, or when they when they see you on screen, do they have a particular reaction?
2: It's just it's for for Superman especially. They just look at me and giggle because I'm just anything but Superman at home. You know, so that's. <laughs> <what's>...
1: <laughs> and you mentioned uh, you mentioned like you're gonna go to conventions. Any any plans? Come to New York Comic Con?
2: Uh, you know, we did, we did New York Comic Con. We did it. We did a Justice League reunion. I think it was three years. ago. Yeah, it was
1: a couple ago. of years ago. Yeah.
2: It was so. It was such a blast, man. They should do. We should do one of those a year somewhere. I love the New York Comic Con. That's a
3: great
1: one. Oh, it's definitely. If, if you end up coming to New York, we definitely love. Yeah,
3: <laughs> we'd love you. Love to, to, to meet you also there. <laughs> Pardon?
1: But we'd love to meet you there also if you end up uh, coming. Let's
2: let's do it. I, I all they have to do is ask me. I'm ready to go.
1: So. Sounds sounds great. Well, I mean, with just right, the, versus the Fatal Five, I'm assuming one of these years you get the call. Come down. Yeah. Yeah. They,
2: well, you know, behalf, they're doing. Uh, we're doing something at the um, what's the one in um, not San Diego, but the one in Anaheim. It's um,
1: Ace
3: Ace. It's
2: it's a big one. In, it's in March in uh, a- a- Anaheim. Anyway, we're, do, we're doing a big release of the Fatal Five. We're doing a big premiere thing there. Yeah, I so. think
1: it's WonderCon, right?
2: Yeah, WonderCon. That's it. Yeah,
1: that's it. Well, that's awesome. It's, so, again, yeah. like uh, we we said this before, but you were the definitive voice of superman like it was a combination of you you and tim daly together like we as a toddler we're listening to tim daly that into our keep doing it (laughs) yeah so just hearing you know it's a big thing like nostalgia is a big thing where fans love it and hearing the voice of kind of like your childhood come back is what isn't
2: that hilarious that's so hilarious and i forget you know i go into you go into the booth and you forget that it's just it lives on and it lives on and lives on it's uh like that that movie, Father the Bride, that I did. I still get people coming to the airport to me and go. So my daughter just got married. We saw that movie last night. And I was like, oh, well.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. So, and, and it's hilarious. And again, like uh, if you if you had to pick any other character to play, would you ever give up Superman or is that character completely ingrained in you now?
2: Well, it's it's part of me. I mean, I can't. I can, I can only say it's it's been a part of me for you know fifteen, sixteen years, and uh, I, I can't imagine it not not being a part of me. You know, for forever. You
1: know. Well, so. let's say um. If back in the day you couldn't be the role of Superman, what character would you be?
2: Ah, um, I, you know what? I'd like to either be um, Flash. I think it's hilarious, and uh, I like I like I like uh, Batman. i would Batman. Awesome. I think that would be hilarious.
1: And I think that's a good that's a jumping off point. You know, yeah. Kevin Connery mentioned sometimes that you know the difference between voicing Bruce and uh, Batman is that Bruce is the mask and Batman is the actual hero so for you when you're voicing superman
2: exactly tell us
1: like the difference between clark and superman and or kal-el like if you had three it's almost like three different people you're playing at once so how does that work like in your head like how do you decide between the voices
2: well i mean you mean if i were to do what do you mean like
1: in meaning like how's your process like how do you differentiate clark and superman who is for you who is the mask and who is the actual person well i
2: think i mean clark is is Clark is the sort of um, uh, boy scout version of Superman, and Superman is is the re- Superman is the is really who he is. I mean, is is the unmasked version of right? You know, um, Clark Kent. It's, it's he's Clark Kent is the bumbling, you know, um, uh, teenager basically version of the guy who has to get uh, get the work done. <laughs> so, so I think in terms of process, I just you know, you just you're the sort of the more innocent. Uh, adolescent, um, idealistic version of of Superman.
1: And in your opinion, what was like your definitive Superman in your own head? Like, was it your, the movies? Was it like the animated movies of Superman vs. the Elite? Or was it the animated series? And the difference between Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, uh, what's kind of like your favorite time playing Superman? I would say,
2: I would say the first and second years to me were, um, were my favorite, I think. And, Especially with that opening credit sequence, you know, when they're walking forward and that music is so stirring, and they're walking slow, slow motion toward the camera. I just think it's so, uh, so killer, you know. Um, In terms of um, what do you mean, in terms of live action movies or the Um, the?
1: actually, it could be a two part question. But yeah, first I think within your own work, do you find one part of your Superman work to be definitive among the crowd? Um,
2: I would say the first couple of years of the of, of the show of, of the Justice League series Justice League Justice League Unlimited I guess started the second year or was it the third year?
1: I think Justice Unlimited was the third year. I think the third years. year. So yeah. I would
2: say the first two years um, I, I felt I feel like it was a little more true to the spirit of of um, Justice League and um, uh, what else? Um, uh, yeah, and and I love uh, Chris, Christopher Reeve's live action version. To me is. Is the touchdown?
1: Yeah, I think so. uh, I think it's still like the thing people, most people go by. I think I think yeah. Marvel. I think Kevin Feige, who's like the head of Marvel, said that before yeah. every single Marvel movie, they show the director Superman seventy eight to everyone.
2: They should, so, yeah, they should. So they it's should. like a,
1: it's still like a huge part. They just had their 40th anniversary uh, this oh, year, last riots? year. I mean, yeah, Whoa. 2018 was the 40th anniversary. Holy crap! They were doing screenings, yeah, and that was fun to see. It was like oh, the first ahead. time. It was the first time I saw it in theaters myself. Like it's the first time we saw it when they did the 40th anniversary re-release. That was the it's first pretty, time we got to see it. Yeah. It's
2: pretty great. It's pretty great, and the technology is, is it works. You know, it's a little cheesy in some spots, but but it but it works generally. You know, the flying and all the rest. So I think. But, and uh,
1: and uh, just before we just like one more I see some questions about Justice Unlimited. We might have, but uh, you know, if you remember, do you remember the exact episodes? But there is. Uh, the Cadmus arc of Justice League Unlimited uh, had Superman a little more angrier, uh, a little more like he became a little more Batmanish in a sense and in some way he jokes about uh, the show as well. Uh, so h- was there like a process difference? I know you don't know much about – you don't remember the arcs themselves, but <laughs> –
2: uh, I really, I need a, di- I need a flowchart. No, yeah, but to before I do this podcast, because I, I, I feel like I'm letting folks down because I should know more specifics. No, no, like
1: it's probably. I think uh, um, after so many years, the, it makes uh, sense. But you were uh, playing you know, an angrier Superman, like especially like the Shazam episode where Shazam himself was much more of a. Like uh, the Boy innocent Scout. Boy Scout Superman, and yeah. then in contrast to Superman, Superman looks like the brooding, more cynical superhero. After all these years,
2: I'll be honest with you. I think that that really I I, I go where I'm directed on that stuff because the director and Bruce Tim or who the the producer and director usually have an idea of what what the temperature of of a of a certain uh, scene should be, uh, and I can give it sort of my take on it. But usually they say you know Superman's not you know he's He's not so disturbed by this. Keep it, keep him, you know, put a lid on it, put a lid on it, put a lid on it. And then, and sometimes, like, you can really let Superman go here because this is, you know, he's they've really crossed the line and you can just let it fly. So, those, but th- I usually wait to be told that because, um, it's generally he doesn't lose his mind, you know, and he's you, usually got stuff under control.
1: Do you guys, uh, do you guys have do, when you're voice acting, do you see? the animation already done, or storyboards, do you have something to no, go on?
2: No, we don't, we don't. We, we get the script, and then when you go back for corrections, a lot of times, you know, they have to go back and do uh, pickups, which is, they'll animate, the animators, they animate to your voice, you give them the voice, then they go do the animation in Korea, or I don't know where they end up doing it, but, uh, but then when it comes back to the editor in America, there's always things they're missing, or like sometimes... Characters are too close to each other, and they're like, you know, you're yelling, we need you to do that line softer. But, but then when we get that correction back, we do see it on a TV, so we actually, then we match the mouth. Um, then we have to actually look at the, um, uh, what's the word, the, um, you know, the mouth flap or whatever to make sure that, the, that it matches.
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
2: You, so you change the performance based on how they animated the original voice performance. Then you have to modify based on the animation. <laughs> and in, in Final Fantasy, I did all the American voices for the Japanese guy. and We had to match. <laughs> yeah. That was a crack up, man, because you could only put the mouth flap in for like... I would hear the Japanese, and of course I don't know any Japanese, but it was like... <laughs> and I'd have to put in, you know, <laughs> Cloud, you must go to the bathroom. Like I would, have to, I would have to fit those words into the cadence of the Japanese, and it didn't make any sense,
1: but... Yeah. You know,
2: it's hilarious
1: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah yep. Samir what you got <laughs>
3: yeah so um, do you think you'd ever you know make a cameo in like a future live action superhero
2: I would love that it would be a dream I would love it it would be fantastic get the word out
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <I'd, laughs> we I'd,
3: might put I'd it be in to see. yeah it would be, it'd be great, it'd be great. Um, yeah we mentioned before about the just, just the thing reunion and how there's a Campaign going on for uh, yeah,
2: my Twitter, I, my Twitter feed. I get more about that on my Twitter feed than anything else. Like twenty to one, it's like that's it. Yeah, oh, a God. lot of people, a lot of people want you guys back. I just can't believe. I mean, it's like it's a fever pitch, man. Every day there's new stuff. Like it's funny, it's yeah, awesome.
3: it's, it's it's crazy. The power of social media today. What? I know
2: it. I know it. I, I mean, I seen all the characters that so. I've, I've done. I think Superman is. I think I probably have more fans around the world for, uh, you know, an animated voice I did for Superman than anything else I've ever done. It's, it's amazing to me.
1: It's amazing. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like, again, I'm, I'll wrap it up and just say that, you know, we all want the jail reunion and we all want Justice League to come back. And the power of hashtags, we see it with Young Justice. We see it with uh, Zack yeah. Snyder's cut of Justice League, the movie. Yeah. And there's a lot of different stuff going on with that. So we just want, like, the fans, oh, the fans have a power on this stuff. And I think when, the more they I ask know. for it. it the I know. Studios power will to the
2: fans, man? The fans run this. They and, run it.
1: And I, I, rep- I think I'm representing most of our audience, or '90s kids. Uh, you are Superman uh, in our man. heads. So uh, thank you so much thank for you. the thank work you. you've thank done and for the impact you've had on our childhoods. Uh, all four and of the us work continue to do and continue. continue. So I think we thank can't you, wait. Man. We can't wait to hear you in Justice League versus the Fatal Five.
2: Thank you, thank you, guys. I appreciate your podcast. All
1: right, Talk so, uh, so from I'll just do a wrap up now. So yep. from myself, from Zayon, from Umer and from Samir, and from Superman himself, George Newborn. Yeah. This is the Fruki Bros. We'll see you next time. Peace out.
0: Good. Dreams save us. Dreams lift us up and transform us into something better. And on my soul, I swear that until my dream of a world where dignity, honor, and justice are the reality we all share, I'll never stop fighting. Ever.